Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross. It is September 25th, technically. We're here for the Fightful post-show podcast for WWE SmackDown, for AEW Rampage Grand Slam. It's a good time. We're joined by Kate Hensler, who joined me for the list and not your boy today. She also joined me for the list and not your boy goes on over on Fightful Select. Kate, how you doing? I'm good. Are you sick of me? Cause no. not your Grand Slam. No. I'm just and saying, <laughs> you talked about Grand Slam with us. This trip is now tax deductible for you. Beautiful. I mean, I'm just that's, saying. That's the only reason I went. <laughs> well, guys, if you all don't have the same tax breaks as us, we'll give you another way to win money. Our friends over at WrestleRumble.com and the Extreme Rules Pick'em. This afternoon uh, on List and Not Ya Boy, we made our predictions for the show, but you can make your Extreme Rules picks over at WrestleRumble.com. First place wins $1,000. Second and third place win $100. Several of our viewers, several of our, our listeners, readers, have won here. Uh, they've won title belts, they've won money, they've won all kinds of stuff. I'm a big fan of Wrestle Rumble. I play it for every pay-per-view. Every time they do a contest, I legitimately uh, participate in this. I love it, and good people running it as well. So check it out, WrestleRumble.com. It's not just making straightforward picks. It's deciding how they'll win, in how much time they'll win, uh, what finisher will be used, a lot of different methods, how many tables will be broken, if a kendo stick will be used, so to speak. Lots of cool stuff over at WrestleRumble.com. Makes you even more invested in the show. Check them out. But hey, while you're here, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, and get a super chat in if you want your question or statement read on the air. Like Ken Shiro did, he said, Sean, got to know because you saw NXT today. Thoughts on PC Principal Joe Gacy? I didn't see NXT yet today. I filmed an interview. I filmed a Q&A show. Uh, I had to put the finishing touches on my WDB Fox article. So it looks like I'll be fitting in NXT over the weekend. 
But um, oh boy, I <laughs> so right before NXT this week, Kate, I dropped a scoop on Fightful Select. Subscribe today, guys. That NXT was looking to be a little bit edgier, and it was funny because I, I reached out to one of my WWE contacts and I was like, "Hey, can you add anything on this?" And like after the show, the person was like, "I don't know, I haven't heard anything on this." And I was like, "Well, I, I don't need you to hear it because everything was just confirmed yeah. that that I wrote on Select. <laughs> they were out there cursing and they were out there doing a lot of stuff like this that mimic." what they think are real life events Shut and all they that. said balls oh boy so, oh boy you know it's getting edgy well guys we are going to review rampage first but we have sean blanford saying how lucky are we to get kate and your boy twice in one day after the success of grand slam do you see AEW focusing on more larger arenas and venues already have my ticket for minneapolis rampage and you know i'll be at full gear well, we have scoops on when full gear tickets go on sale on FightfulSelect.com right now. But Kate, as far as Arthur Ashe and Grand Slam goes, we were there. Sean, we were there. We were you there. And me were there. We were there. For Dynamite. We were there for Elevation. We were there for tonight's rampage, which we'll talk about, yeah. which we'll have like such a different perspective on because we were there. I'll say this. Um, would not have my feelings hurt if they didn't run Arthur Ashe again, because that was a nightmare getting in and out of. <laughs> it was terrible getting in and out of there. But uh, Tyler D says, sound the alarm on Cody's new show. Very nervous. Looks like it could be WWE level. Pull back the curtain on uh, kayfabe. Cody will be destroyed by the fans. I think he knows that. I think he's very aware of what what will happen there. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that he knows. Don't but, watch uh, it if you don't want the curveball back. There you go. <laughs> Ron Sanders says they add in the commentary music and at announcing afterwards on Rampage. Is it possible to add to audio mix them better, or is it just the way it is? I think they did the commentary live there this week. Um, I'm sure they did some mixing afterwards, but. Uh, we kicked off AEW Rampage Grand Slam with CM Punk against Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, this was a 13-minute match, and CM Punk hasn't had an extended television match out off a pay-per-view like this in a very, very long time. Powerhouse Hobbs looks good. There was one scary spot on the, the Frankensteiner off the top rope. And I wondered how they would shoot it. They shot it straight on. It looked nasty. You could hear the crowd gasp and react. But after the match, you could see CM Punk. He seemed satisfied. He gave Hobbs uh, some words of encouragement. He was busted up a little bit. Knowing CM Punk, he's probably enjoying that type of thing. I, you know, Hobbs had made his way up the rankings. Uh, he had been in the top five, which I don't pay that much attention to it, but I was aware of this. I thought this was a solid match, a good opener, and Punk still getting those good reactions. To me, I ride the babyface reactions until uh, until they stop. Yeah, I think uh, for me, the money is in Punk being a heel. He's just the best bad guy for me. But I thought this match was great. That spot was scary live. It was scary on television. It felt like they both almost died. To me, my favorite parts of this were 
the promo going into it, he said he was going to put Hobbs to sleep. He did two GTSs and a sleeper hold. I'm a mark for storytelling nuances like that. So I absolutely loved that he did all the sleepy moves that you could possibly do, but... I'm shocked he, I was a little shocked that he could get well Hobbs up. I mean, not not <laughs> accusing Punk of being weak or anything, but I mean, it's it's been a while since he was hossing up big dudes, and I don't remember him like regularly picking up huge no, guys. That's Maybe what the Anaconda Vice was for. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was very surprised he he could get him up because he's a big boy. But totally agree with you on that. Uh, I I really liked this match and. It was kind of to me. I was like, "This is the value of CM Punk because Hobbs has looked green before," and I I thought he came out looking great in this match. But the right guy won. The only thing I will add is that Hook, when he came out, my friend who was with me at the event because we were there live, uh, said that Hook looks like he always just got locked out of his college dorm, and now I can't unsee that. He got a chant too, and he was smiling a little bit at the at the chant. So. Uh... Okay. Oh my gosh. JW <laughs> Pringles says, look at this dynamic duo skate. Y'all were there. Yes, we were. Uh, El Ray Velez says, I really enjoyed Ricky Starks on commentary. I prefer him over Jericho. I do too. And like normally, if somebody doesn't know the music of everybody that's there, I'm like, come on, you got to know that. But with Ricky, it was almost to the point of parody where like, <laughs> like CM Punk's music is going to hit and he's going to go, who? <laughs> <laughs> who? Who the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> I feel like that works with him because he's the yeah. type of like heel that he is. I think it's great. <laughs> Rob Reed dug the Harlem Heat gear. Hobbs is rocking tonight. I love it too. I, I do too. Really, really good stuff there. We had a, a lot of promos that we didn't see from yes. backstage. Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose. I'm all for them doing something together. It's three protected people that they like to have something to do with. You've got Andrade challenging Pack again and saying that uh, his new assistant, his new manager, will not get involved. Uh, we've we had uh, a Matt Hardy segment as well, but we also had uh, a promo that led to the main event. We didn't get to see a lot of these these vignettes backstage, but to me, the one that that advanced the most, I'm, I was really happy to see Rosa Cargill and Nyla. I couldn't agree more. I, I want Thunder Rosa to be the holder of this secondary title. If that is what is coming down the pike, I think that would be great. And that's just one of the drawbacks that you get from being there was we didn't see those promos, but we did see them tonight. And I agree with yeah. you. This one was my favorite one. If there is a, a mid-level or secondary title coming, I think Thunder Rosa is the perfect person to put it on for the time being. So maybe that's where this is going. We talk uh, in extended fashion about a potential secondary title on the list and not your boy today. Men of the year against inner circle. Uh, <laughs> so there was a, a segment afterwards that I'm excited to talk about. I'm very familiar with a lot of, a lot of these people because I covered him in May full time for a long time. This match was, was all right. It was solid. And I'm so glad that men of the year got the win. Because it yes. seemed like with the Dan Lambert stuff, they were spinning wheels. This match was was okay. It was fine. But Scorpio Sky getting that small package win on Jake Hager was a big deal, I thought. I thought so, too. And while I was surprised by it, I felt kind of split about it. I don't like the angle, so I wanted it to be over. I wanted the faces to win so that Dan Lambert would look useless and go away. Because I don't, I don't need this in my life. 
But I do feel like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page desperately needed a win because this has not worked, in my opinion, up to this point. So I'm very glad that they are the ones that went over. Uh, And the shenanigans that happened after were fine. I recognized a lot of the people too, but I, I just don't. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. And on TV, there's a lot. I was, I was shocked at how over this was live when Masvidal yeah. walked out. Like people knew who Jorge Masvidal was. And, um, Rob reads his guarantee that Masvidal flying knee is going to be all over ESPN. He is a big star. He really is. And I got to say, Paige Van Zant did really well, uh, too. I mean, this is somebody that WWE had their eye on for a long time, but quite frankly, like two or three years ago, she'd be like, yeah, I'd love to be a WWE diva. And it's like, well, not that much, apparently, if you're still calling it that. <laughs> but I get the feeling she's been smartened up and she plays like female crony, like female foot ninja, like so well. Cause like she, she's just got that. She's got that, that great look, but also, and she's like always nodding along like, yeah, yeah, I want to hit him. I want to hit him too. Yeah. She's really good at that. So uh, I was, I was happy about that. Uh, Nikolai says, who was the talent or the, that, that picked up and slammed Hager ATT looked like they have some legit talent. If they want to go to AEW, I have to go back and look, but uh, Pedro says kind of a bummer. We didn't get to see Dos Santos double leg take down Tony Khan <laughs> on the broadcast. This was amazing. Also, shout out to Ethan Page showing Masvidal where the hard camera was. But this wasn't on on the show. But since we were there, we We saw Tony Khan come out. And I love how hilariously over the top he is. Like he's coming out and pointing his finger at all of American Top Team. And Junior Dos Santos, former UFC heavyweight champion, reaches down, double leg takedowns. Tony Khan doesn't even take him down, just lifts him up. And spins him around in the air. It was it was really really funny. Uh, Sean Blanford says I'm coming around on ATT. Van Zant and Masvidal looked legit. What do you think will be the end game for them? I think they should evaluate which ones are the best workers and do something. I'm thinking maybe Inner Circle against ATT would be kind of cool, but it's got to be led by Scorpio Sky and um, and Ethan Page, and then you got to have. I think Dane Lambert's got to be in the match too. What I would do with this angle is kill it and stop. To kill it, I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes no sense to me. I just don't understand why Dan Lambert was coming in. He would be like, Hey, I know there's a guy that works for Bellator, but I'm going to go with karate man. and Scorpio sky. I hate, I just hate it. I don't like it. But if, from a wrestling perspective, but if you're I going to say Ethan Page did an indie show and he threw kicks and I DM'd him on Twitter and I was like, I thought this was like a joke. I thought Karate Man was a joke. Like his kicks were very good. And he was like, no, I did karate for a very long time. Yeah, he legit I was did. shocked. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've said this before too. Just I don't I don't want to drag this on because yeah. we started at sure. midnight. I've got a lot to talk about, but I just they were already men of the year, and now they're in this stable, and neither of them needed a mouthpiece. And I don't like the mouthpiece that they have. Like none of this really works for me. But from a wrestling perspective, because 
it is so stable heavy, it would make sense to do this like ATT yeah. versus inner circle thing, I guess, but I just don't need any of it. <laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts says, Where were you two on the night of September 22? There. Tyrell we Vance says, Being there live, it definitely felt like they were rushing towards the end of the night to get everything in. Watching it now, it kind of showed. I don't think they were. I really don't think they were rushing. I don't think they had any concept of time or space or anything like that. <laughs> or else they wouldn't have, like, they, they could have sped things along a lot better. Uh, Sergio says, the guy sitting behind me at the stadium would not stop chanting for Hook. It was both funny and amazing. <laughs> it, it is an enigma. Uh, Cyclops says, this matches my bathroom break and, and eat break. Sad to say. I mean... Sometimes you got to take those big fat shits. It's true. Or if you want concessions, you're in line for an entire yeah. match. So make it this one, I guess. Ken Shiro says fake fighters versus real fake fighters and real fighters fighting fake never works. Well, it doesn't work when you say this is fake and what we do is real. No, that doesn't work. The way that it should be played is they're all legit. It's just different styles of fighting. Like boxers aren't going to beat amateur wrestlers at amateur wrestling so mma fighters are at a disadvantage when you're in a pro wrestling match and you can punch people in the throat and spike people in their head and punch people in the spine and things that are not allowed in mma sawyer says i'm with kate the a-hole lambert always has the go awayest of go away heat don't know these non-wrestlers and don't care well if you want to get to know ufc fighters we are going to do fightful fight night Tomorrow night, it is uh, a hell of a card. Brian Ortega, Alexander Volkanovsky for the title, and Nick Diaz taking on Robbie Lawler, rematch from one of the, the classic UFC fights. Um, we've got Valentina Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. And then even earlier on the card, it, it's a sar solid card. you got Marlon Marias, Jessica Andrade, um, or Jessica Andrade, Cynthia Cavillo, Dan Hooker. Curtis Blades, like it's a good card tomorrow night. And then Sunday, we're here for Extreme Rules. Valab says, it was wild to see Junior Dos Santos and Masvidal in an AEW ring. It was. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they take to it. If you're if you're fighting an American top team, you, you pretty much know the drill. You know that you're not going to look down on pro wrestling because Dan Lambert probably isn't going to have that. Well, the New York crowd sure did have the Lucha Brothers and Proud and Powerful. They were over, Kate. Yeah. Holy crap, were they over. I've been... I felt like I had a good beat on who was over during the pandemic and who wasn't. Uh, especially in AEW, because there was just more clear storytelling from that perspective, I felt like. but And I knew the Lucha Brothers were over. I did not know they were this over. I did not know they were almost as loud as Santana and Ortiz in New York over. I was blown away. So I was in line for concessions at this point, and I gave up my spot because I wanted to see <laughs> the pop that PFP were going to get. And uh, it was great and wonderful, and I'm glad that I stepped out of line for that moment. But when the Lucha Brothers came in after, I was stunned by how loud it was. And it made me so happy because I, I do – love them they've so earned this title run but that happened even at the pay-per-view i don't think i realized how much people were so into them and it makes me absolutely ecstatic so that pop was just awesome to hear live and it came across today i think but man i was 
pleasantly surprised by how loud it was in there for them. Also, I got to put over Alex Eberhantes. He has been such a great addition to them. He's like a great hype man for Lucha Brothers. And uh, I had reported on Fightful Select a while back that he was the mind behind their all-out entrance. Like, he was credited. But I would ask people, they said it was his idea. It was his idea to have Mikey Ruckus perform. Uh, and I think that was that was a superstar entrance. Uh, Lucha Brothers, proud and powerful, get the win here, as they should Yes. As they should. Uh, Hardy family office. I'm going to need something fresh with them. I just, I don't expect them to win anytime. It's a collection of guys right now. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, and the kind of losers. I feel like they lose all the time. <laughs> well, uh, I tried to put $50,000 down on Penelope Ford winning because I got sent betting odds last night, Kate. And they had Anna J favored. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I replied to the email and I said I would like to put down fifty thousand dollars on Penelope Ford, which would have been a plus twenty k payout. And they no. said small wagers only, with a little wink face. So and did I was, you make like twelve dollars? No, I didn't. Uh, but I would have. Uh, this match was. All right. I, I know that there were some people that were upset that this was during a commercial, like a commercial took up a lot of it. This match was, it was okay. It was not anything like major. Uh, I'm, I'm way over this feud. Yeah. I'm so over this feud, especially if there's not going to be tag team titles for the women. I mean, yeah. I think there should be, but Penelope Ford um, just hasn't been, hasn't, realized all that potential in the ring yet as yeah. a character i think she's developing really really well this is the most interested i've been in her for for a while i know this probably wasn't the original plan because kip got hurt and all that um i think she's fine i think she's got a great spot on the roster and i think that uh she could do something i think if they had a tag team division it would be a little bit better for her but this is yeah this is all right she won with the brass knuckles yeah, this was, and I complain more than anybody in the whole wide world about commercial breaks and women's matches. This one made sense. The stakes were not that high. It wasn't that great of a match. You got to put a commercial somewhere. So I understand people's complaints because it's always with the women. But this was also kind of an inconsequential match. This was the match you look at and go, did I need a two-hour rampage out of yeah. this? Like, it was... It was fine. There was nothing offensive about it, but it was superfluous. Like, I, I don't think I really needed this. And I agree with you where Penelope's had some really great moments, but she's also been inconsistent. And part of that, I think, has come from a lack of reps in the women's division overall. So uh, I'm with you on that. And yeah, yeah, this was exactly fine. Hardy family office tries to lay out her and take Auntie. And I'm th sitting there thinking, what? Hey, why weren't you out there to begin with? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do the big reveal if if Allie, the bunny's going to be out there? Why aren't you out there? And then we get Orange Cassidy and Chris Statland are making the save. I think this is where they made the save. So much of this Hardy family office <laughs> stuff just ran together for me. Uh, because you have Matt Hardy saying he wants to cut Orange Cassidy's hair as well. Uh, Ryan Sullivan said, so I was there and I was surprised Orange Cassidy gets such a huge pop. 
I love him, but I was still surprised in that match. He got that cheer. Well, I think people were just excited to see anybody else at that point. Yeah, this is part of the problem of us getting gang wars to death before they hit back on the road because, like, it just feels like everyone should see this coming by now, especially with the family. The Harding family office. I've literally never said that right the first time in my life because I don't care that much, probably. Orange Cassidy, I think, is going to get that pop just about anywhere he goes. And he is a Newark, New Jersey boy, so he's local-ish enough. He was extremely over in Newark as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, this just feels very, very dead in the water. Mulan! <laughs> <laughs> Bryant Heath says, how were, how loud were the boos for Cody on Wednesday? I know it's not really the show, but I was curious. They were significant. They were loud. <laughs> they were, they were loud. Also, Brandy came out of the heel tunnel, guys. Like, they know what's going on. Uh, and I yes. mentioned on the list and not your boy earlier. Yes. This was, we talked about it at length. It was by design, I feel like. And Malachi is just so cool. Healer face, it's really hard not to root from him, especially with like a heel-based crowd like is going to be in New York. So yeah, he's going to get booed. They know that this match was designed that way. Christian and Jurassic Express against the Super Click. Let me tell you, as loud as that Adam Cole reaction was on TV, I cannot convey how much louder it was when we were there we were there oh my god thanks for mentioning that i don't know if people knew we were there i think it was as big as the the danielson reaction or the punk reaction when they hit the the word boom and when they hit the adam cole baby absolutely deafening baby it was yes so so loud which is awesome because he's been there for like five minutes yes and the match was so good the Cobra Clutch, or not the Cobra Clutch, the Camel Clutch into the kissing on the cheeks was such a pro wrestling, like, hilarious heat spot. And the Super Click gets the win, and they should. I love that the win is over Luchasaurus, because that makes the Super Click look really, really strong. And they had to beat the brakes off of him to do it. Luchasaurus yeah. is... He's... I don't want to say he's plateaued, but he's right where he was a couple of years ago as far as being over. Not like any more or any less, but Jungle Boy has taken kind of the lead in that. While meanwhile, like a few years ago, it was Luchasaurus that people were there for. The Super Click winning, they gotta. I mean, yeah, Adam Cole is quickly becoming a top star there. And you know, there was some concern maybe initially, like, oh, he's going to play second banana third fourth banana to these guys oh that that reaction though oh boy that was special uh bryant says pwg nostalgia level nine thousand. sean blanford says that adam cole pop the man is a star uh rob reed says that adam cole pop also allowed kaze ninare uh yeah but i thought this was exactly what it should have been kate I thought that was great. I love Cole getting the pin. I don't know why there's not a shirt that says Super Click Party. You're welcome, yes. AEW. I will take 20%. You can have the rest. I love the the smooch uh, heat spot. It's so much fun. And the rest of this match was great from, from both sides, too. I don't want to go through a bunch of spots, but there were a lot of really great spots. So I like... Super Click looking strong and beating Luchasaurus, as you said, and I like Adam Cole being the one to get the pin. 
baby. Thought this was really, really great stuff. Uh, we have some super chats from Ricardo. Says, so jealous you all were there. We were there. We were. We were. It turns out and we were there. Bryant, he says, it's still waiting for an entire arena to sing Where Is My Mind. They'll learn it eventually. But uh, it's it's more about the riff than the lyrics, I think. For sure, yeah. And I that's not like the catchiest one. And Orange Cassidy yeah. is like such an apathetic dude. It would almost be weird if people were too yes. into it. <laughs> Sawyer says Excalibur or Ricky yelled gang warfare in the HFO block. I love it. I love it. Nico Suave Regoli says, my first exposure to Penelope Ford was on Grimm's Toy Show uh, several years ago. She's come a long way since, but still has growing to do. Be surprised how many people got their first exposure to people on, on Grimm's show. He's put a lot of people on. Well, Miro put uh, Fuego on, on the floor through a table. Ryan says the commentary was live because Ricky danced at Fuego getting attacked. Uh, so at this point, I, I moved up to District 9 in the Hunger Games in the 100 section. I moved up there to sit with Demon Diva, and uh, I watched this from there. Oh, with us, please. I Thank you. died. I lost it for a solid five minutes. And the people who watch it at home and weren't there won't understand it. They don't but understand. Kate, when Miro threw him off and attacked Sammy, they cut to Fuego, like, at least six times during this. Like, at least six times, and he's still sitting there like this. <laughs> Just corpsed. Just he corpsed. didn't move. Like, six times they cut to this. Six times. Oh, my God. And it's like, update five. He's dead. Update six. He's still dead. Super I dead. was really hoping they'd come back during the lights out match 20 minutes later and he'd be <laughs> still there. It was amazing. I couldn't okay. stop. I couldn't stop. Oh, it was, I also it was think it was so perfect. Very smart of them to save Sammy and Miro for Rochester so that yes. they were jabbing us all night. You need the right hook at some point, right? So I think that'll be good because it gives Rochester something to look forward to, especially since it'll probably be something Brody Lee related and they will be crying their eyes out, I guess. Loved Fuego here. Uh, and this was okay. a last minute addition to the show from what I understand. So I'm glad they got on the show too. Injection said, would you believe me if I said MJF was on Grimm's show? Yes, I would. Everybody goes through there at some point. Not everybody, but a lot of people. So yeah. uh, I'm not surprised at all. Oh, we already read that one. Sawyer said there is a super click shirt with two deer kissing a skull. Bucks linked it in their bio. Well, hey, there you go. Wow. There you heckin' go. Well, the main event was uh, Eddie and Moxley against Suzuki Goon. Homicide came out during this. Listen, I wasn't in love with this match. I thought it was okay. After five hours, I was like, yeah, all right, cool. It was a lights out match, but to me, it was, I don't want to say it was underwhelming. It's not, it's, it's the bottom of my lights out match rankings right now. That's and not fair. to say it was, not to say it was bad. It was just all right. Um, what'd you think of the match? I did, I did pop when Moxley is getting hung by Archer and they're like, we got to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked this. I was with you. I think a lot of people were really fatigued and uh, it's kind of a bummer because like, I think people were ready to come unglued for Eddie and this, 
I don't feel like it ever really fully hit its stride. This was the only place where I felt like they were against the clock a little bit. Um, but it was good. I just think I was expecting more, which might be on me at this point, because they give us so much that I thought it was going to be a little more violent. I loved Homicide coming out, which was reported on Fightful Select. You can go to FightfulSelect.com and, yes. and subscribe for $5. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this was this was good. I think I was expecting so much because it was Eddie. It was Arthur Ashe what dynamite started with i thought the closing of rampage would be kind of on that that same point but certainly was it was a serviceable match but like eddie and arthur ash closing out the show it was one of those moments where i feel like the match was good enough it was more just the moment of like i'm seeing minoru suzuki i'm seeing homicide like i'm seeing all of these things so the match didn't really like hit its potential for me, but it was good enough. I just think my expectations were extremely high. Uh, we've got Mike Lima seventy seven 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 saying, "I'm glad AEW offered Young Lions the peace offering to Suzuki Goon. Maybe they didn't want blood on the tennis court." <laughs> <laughs> and Destiny FOMO, uh, follow her at twitter.com slash Destiny FOMO. So they didn't show everything that happened live on TV. Yeah, there there were a lot of there were a lot of things there that that got skipped over. Van Twinblade says it's only an unsanctioned match if everyone signs the paper. If not, it's just sparkling A and B. Snap Joe says he loves how AW rewards viewers who love indie wrestling. Homicide showing up was amazing. There were there were some spots like it took him a while to get that chair turned around and and all that. <laughs> This this is not the same homicide from like 2005, but it was it was great to see him, and the crowd did like him. Yeah, there's such a genuine connection with him and Eddie that I think people are aware of for the most part. So that's really cool. And CM says he already loves Kazanina Ray. I mean that that got to be chanted, which I was happy because if if it hit that spot and nobody chanted it, it would have been like, all right, all this was for naught. <laughs> this was for nothing. Yeah, the Suzuki incident. CM says women's trios match sounds dope. Punk still got it. We'll see how how all that ends up. But Punk, it, it, I was I reported on Select a couple months ago. I had people telling me, uh, or it was about a month and a half ago, that they thought that he was just as good in the ring now as he was before. And I, I got to agree. Yeah, and his strength to me has always been in ring storytelling yeah. more than anything technical. Like I don't think you're going to see Danielson and Omega levels out of him, but you are going to see the best facial expressions and the best, like that's, that's why I'm so in love with him. Like that's my favorite part about wrestling. So yeah, I think you're going to see him still be able to play to his strengths for a long, long time. And if he can get Will Hobbs up, all right, he still can go. (laughs) HCA says for some odd reason, I got a kick out of Suzuki trying to fight after the pin. I love that. I love those little touches. Speaking of great facial expressions, he just like when he, he sells something by no selling it. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> so he'll get chopped and just be like, <laughs> that didn't do anything to me. Are you kidding? Like, it's the best. <laughs> we have a few more super chats about this match. Shot Kid 29 says, seeing Homicide in person was insane. Do you think it's a start of a working relationship between ROH or is it wishful thinking? Nope, I don't think it is. I, I, I just don't think it is. Brent Lockman says, Archer, while murdering the ring attendants, uh, who one of which totally wasn't Ryan Nemeth. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And Ken Shiro says, 
Thought we might see a murder in the lights out match, but didn't think we'd see homicide. That was a shocker to me too. Uh, Destiny FOMO uh, was actually telling me they could hear the cues. They were so close to the ring they could hear the cues on one of the. Oh, sorry, I was up in things. the one hundreds. Yeah, you were district but nine. I was there. Nerd Guru says, I was at Arthur Ashe. I actually met you, SRS, and you rule you're at least nine feet tall. But seriously, pleasure meeting you. Love the show. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, too. I always I like meeting all of you guys. I just love it. If you guys support us, I'm, I'm so happy to run into you guys. And that that was so rad. You're eight foot seven. Yes, I am. James Boris uh, says, you mentioning Rochester just made me even sadder that Brody couldn't be here to get the much-deserved live reaction. Yeah, he never actually performed in front of a, a full AW crowd, which is a bummer. It is. Sam Stahl says, here's some money for all the reporting you've done this year. Unfortunately, it's mostly been telling me which St. Louis shows have been canceled, so I won't be there for full gear. Well, if you like the Royal Rumble, you might be in luck, my friend, because they are the front runner on that. Uh, a, a rematch between Mox and Eddie against Suzuki Zoon has been announced. Agoon has been announced for the New Japan Strong tapings next month. That makes sense. And Nerd Guru says, "Sorry, late on this, but good lord, that Adam Cole pop and the Bay Bay, my ears are still ringing. It was deafening. It was unreal, unreal. How great it was! Makes me I was so happy. Bored on my train ride home, so I did a little." Ask me anything that's appropriate. Someone yeah. asked me what the loudest pop I've ever heard was. I was like, I think it might be that Adam Cole Bebe and the booms. It was really loud. Somebody uh, just sent me a Photoshop of me imitating Fuego with my face Photoshopped over Fuego. Amazing. Lying on the table. That rules. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Someone's got to uh, play through a table. That's all that Nico is. Nico Suave or goalie says Thunder Rosa was Grimm's U.S. champion once. Yeah, she did that. <laughs> I was so exhausted coming home. Why? Why do you think? The travel woes. <laughs> and let me tell you. So I, I spoke to somebody from WWE today as I was wrapping up that Fox story. And the person goes, ah, so you stayed in Queens, did you? And I said, boy, did I ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the Against New Yorkers, my will. <laughs> the New Yorkers that I was with, Destiny and and uh, Demon Diva, they let me know I was staying in Queens, and that that bed I stayed on was as hard as a rock. Like, <laughs> admittedly, I am a giant child. I am a giant child, and I will frog splash my hotel bed because they're indestructible, right? They're indestructible. You know it. You ever known anybody to break a hotel bed? Hell no. But no, this but I don't one, know anybody who's frog Well, I'm sorry that you don't know fun people, Kate. I'm sorry that all the people that you know are boring. Oh, man. And are they lame. They do 630s. Maybe they're better than you. Did you think about that? But this bed, I would have looked like like after Scorpion like hits a fatality oh, on somebody. God. Like My spine would have been hanging out. Uh, of like my ass it would have been really terrible they can't so, all be helix sleep mattresses you know needless to say this somebody said didn't you have to ask the front desk for an iron yeah i did Shut if you want to iron your clothes you had to call to the front desk and say can i have an iron well you <laughs> know what you know what i didn't sleep well that night big shocker 
between no the construction way. and the terrible mattress. And I got home. Oh, I slept like a baby because I slept on my Helix mattress. I've been traveling so much lately, and I just don't sleep good on the road. But I sleep good with that Helix mattress. And I'm starting when I drive places like that I'm going to stay over. I take my Helix pillows with me. I got my Helix mattress last year during the pandemic because I didn't want to go into a mattress store and roll around on a mattress that somebody else had been on. I was I was pretty careful during the pandemic, but I wanted to make sure that I was going to like the mattress that I got. So I went to helixsleep.com, and you can go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful, but they have a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. You don't need to buy a mattress made for somebody else. You're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way that you sleep. You're unique. The way that you sleep is unique. And it has increased my quality of sleep since I got this and I moved on from the slab of memory foam or the hotel bed that you can't frog splash because it's terrible. Helix Sleep has soft, medium, firm mattresses. They have ones that cool you down, ones that will align your spine, one that prevents uh, or ones that prevent morning aches and pains, even a plus mattress for the plus size sleepers that are watching now. Take the quiz. I was matched to the Dusk Lux model because I wanted something kind of medium, and I slept on my back, but now I am able to sleep on my side, which is not an option that I had before. It would wreck my lower back when I did it. Not anymore, thanks to helixsleep.com. And right now, you take their two-minute quiz at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They'll customize or customize that mattress, match you to it, and you'll get up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at magic or I almost said magicsleep.com. <laughs> it feels like magic by God at helixsleep.com slash fightful. And you know what? If you frog splash this mattress, you're gonna feel good. You might hit a DDT on one of those pillows or something like that. I mean, it's it's you're gonna be taken care of that much, I assure you. Or don't be you don't have to be nervous about buying a mattress online at all. Because you have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you. And if you don't love it, they'll, they'll get rid of it for you. They'll just they'll just you know, take it take it out. They'll just hit the brakes. But then you're not going to. What are you going to do? Call up and be like, I hate sleeping really well. Oh. Oh. You know who needs one of those? 10-year warranty? Yeah. Well, Hobbs, because... He's got to yeah. go to sleep. You know what I mean? I think so. I think Matt Cardona is going to need one because he's Effie not going to be able to sleep. Him. Effie ruined him. Yeah. James Boris has actually did get my Helix sleep uh, mattress. As someone with a bad sleep disorder, it has actually helped a little bit. I, I used to not get uh, much sleep on that slab of memory foam, uh, but this has changed my life. Queen of the Rings says, I'm just somebody, excuse me, you give me my shout out. <laughs> Brandon Charles Powell says, that's it. Next time I'm at a hotel, I'm frog splashing the bed. You've convinced me, SRS. I used to like not say stuff like that on the air because, you know, the the absolute dork police on Twitter love to come at me for anything. But you know what? This is my job. I get paid to do this and they ain't getting paid to bitch at me. So, you know what? If you got a problem with it, meet my meet me at my hotel room, and I will frog splash you onto the most uncomfortable bed ever, ever. 
Meet me in the streets of Queens. I am practically a New Yorker now. I went to Ass Plaza, Kate. It's actually Assy Plaza, but like, why would you name it that? I mean, where's Billy Gunn? Sergio Martinez says, you're welcome. Come back to Queens anytime. Love you, brother. I don't have a choice when you come to Queens, whether you want to stay there. I'm gonna forward this Photoshop of me. Uh, Actually, I'm going to have the people that sent it, the ceases, Emily and Allie, please DM it to me on Twitter, if you all don't mind. For the ruckus. Please, Allie and Emily, yes. For the ruckus, DM me this. August 3 says, when beds were men. (laughs) (laughs) The The thing I love, I used to do the when things were men, like long before The Undertaker said that. So the fact that he said that and people got my joke after that, it made me so happy. Amazing. Chuck says, I remember when shopping for mattresses was for men. When you rolled around on beds that thousands of other men rolled on. Oh, God. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank God I don't consider Kate my friend or I'd take offense at Sean's saying they're not cool. Well, Ryan, pardon me. Pardon me. Do you ever frog splash a hotel bed? I don't think you do. I don't think so either. Oh, man. He's 630s. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <sighs> I think we have some more super chats. Just trying to kill time until I upload this thing. Jeff L says, Midnight Super Chat Appreciation. Oh, we appreciate you. WD Mark says, Cole JB is on Dynamite. Yes, Adam Cole, uh, Jungle Boy. Added to Dynamite, but you know what? We do have SmackDown. Yeah, we do. And we got a big report on Fightful Select. Holy cow. I got a lot of great, great uh, reactions from this, and I was so happy that you guys liked it. Uh, We broke news of an L.A. show that's going to be SmackDown. We learned that there was going to be an L.A. Raw show, and... Vince McMahon and Nick Com were like, no, we're not doing Raw there. We're going to do SmackDown. And why? We talked about meetings that Vince McMahon and Nick Khan had SummerSlam weekend. We named names there too. Uh, meetings that Stephanie McMahon had. Uh, how Fox felt about the roster. A lot of really good stuff there. If you like to learn like how things happen, boy, this report is for you. And I got another one coming about the USA Network uh, next week. And then I've got one about streaming platforms the week after that we're gonna hit you guys with so much great info ali cease oh ali cease saying kate new ruckus member are you or, gonna join are you gonna join I'm for in. the ruckus i'm in i almost did this i was trying to match it up there instead of in front of my face wait can we can we oh oh hold on <laughs> for the for there the ruckus. Yeah. For the ruckus. That, that's it. us right there. <laughs> Thanks, besties. I appreciate not you all. Just putting this over because you're my boss. But that article rules. Go to Fightful Select and read it. It's oh. it's really interesting if it's kind of on anything, but for business mindy type stuff, it's 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 very interesting. And I think it gives important insight into how WWE functions a little bit. Yeah. If you're not just out there to hate one company, it's really, really great. So go read it. And Sean, pay me because I just put you over it. No, I'm just kidding. By the way, you're allowed to write off your select 
subscription yes. on your invoice, just so you know. Uh, also, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna get uh, signed any day, buddy. <laughs> I know. Oh man. Oh man. There's still like a YouTube thing that posted posted some clip about how offended I was at something, and somebody said, "Oh, doesn't he know he's on the AEW payroll?" And like they were serious, and I was like, "Guys, man, guys, it'd be really helpful if you were probably. It would (laughs) be very helpful." money if that's true <laughs> wyatt todd says i've definitely frog splash hotel beds centons too me too i did centons still do. I queen I gotta, of the ring i gotta start taking out some hotel beds queen of the ring says not a real new yorker if you don't ride the subway then i'm not a real new yorker and nerd guru says do you think that adam cole is going to turn on the elite his reaction proves he's well and over enough to go solo if so how when would you do it he's got to do it on kenny omega kenny omega gets too big for his britches and uh, you get a custody battle over the Young Bucks eventually. I got to go back to you stayed in Queens, but didn't take the train to the show. No, I had a ride oh, to the show. God. How we long drove. were you guys in traffic? A while. Oh, yeah. No, you got to. I don't we'll know. Work it, any... We'll work it out next time. Maybe. <laughs> it's so much faster to take the train. <laughs> well, we had uh, we had the Bianca Becky promo. This was them arguing over Bianca's nickname. Cool, man. But I like these two an awful lot. Uh, when Bianca says, oh, it was a 26-second match that wasn't even supposed to happen, I'm like, okay. I mean, Becky had as much time to prepare as you did. Like, that's why anytime anybody says, oh, it was a short-notice fight. Yeah, it was for both of them. They, they both also- didn't know that this was happening. Like, how long ago was SummerSlam? And also, I said this last week. I love Bianca. I love Becky. I think they're two of the best on the mic. I don't need to hear them say anything anymore. I It's because I love them that I desperately need this to be over. And Bianca is now far enough along that she should be smart enough that as soon as Becky comes out to the ring, she just beats the ever-living crap out of her. I am so sick of hearing these two great talkers talk, which means this has gone on too long because they're both good at this. Same promo every single week. Move on. Move on. Bianca laid out Becky. Can't wait to see the match. Heard it's really good on the live events and the dark matches. Heard it's really good. So I'm excited. I'm very excited to see the match. Sergio said, you didn't take the train. What kind of New Yorker (laughs) are you? I wanted to see the beautiful, beautiful streets. Parking lot? Yes. I didn't make it to the parking lot. My God, uh, Demon Diva had to park like forever away, forever away. Bless that woman for driving and taking care of us. Nakamura versus Apollo for the IC title. Um, (laughs) I had somebody with the balls after I said, don't know why they did this match 300 times. He had the balls to say it's only their fifth singles match against each other. Only their fifth. And by the way, they've had five tag team matches against each other. Uh, Nakamura is good. He's entertaining. Also, the highlight wasn't even in among them. It was Rick Boogs hossing up Commander Aziz, suplexing him out of his cartoon character boots. That was cool. Other than that, like, I don't give a damn. I, I just don't care. Especially... Because the title change already happened. 
Yeah. And it's not going to switch back, I don't think. And you don't get to just keep harassing someone after you lost your title because you feel like it. You move on with life. I'm so... It was also frustrating that it was sequenced this way because there were some new developments on the show. So why you had two things that just happened last week and the week before, back to back, opening the show, wildly frustrating to me. Uh, and I don't like Rick Boogs. I don't think he makes any sense. I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura would ever hang out with Rick Boogs in real life. I buy nothing with this. And I don't know why we're still... It's like, why are we still talking about this? <laughs> you know what oh. I mean? It's, it's rough. And it's not the fault of the workers involved, really. It's just boring at this point. It is. It's very boring. Roman and Heyman backstage. Fear and loathing in New York said SRS a few weeks ago. Uh, Roman threatened Heyman's job saying he needs a man who gets information. Does your fightful contact allow you and... Uh, allow you to work for the tribal chief it doesn't actually i gotta have i gotta have my podcast appearances uh approved now as per the new deal i can't freelance for paul Heyman and roman reigns can't That's do it upsetting. what a shame uh but we had a seth rollins promo edge is going to be at smackdown next week i had uh somebody asked me today if i thought this match was going to take place at extreme rules again no i think it's going to happen in saudi that's probably the, the route they're heading. I'm digging the Rollins stuff. I mean, I just, the, it, everything is like three, four, five, six matches. Everything. I yeah. really thought it was going to be one and done at one point, but it just can't be. For some reason, it just never can be. I'm okay with it. It's just, I know I'm going to see it a ton of times. Yeah, and I was very impressed with match number two because the only people yes. that I've seen excel at this outside of that were Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens always seem to magically make things feel fresh and new even when it's their eighth time around. I don't know how they do it. This, Those two and their rematch were the only ones that I see present a completely new story between two people. I don't know how they managed to do that a third time. This promo was fine. It still felt fresh to me. He called out Edge for kind of ducking him, which makes sense. But I just... I would love to see Seth Rollins fight somebody new. I would love to see Seth Rollins fight not Cesaro and not Edge. Just to see what happens. Carlos says, you mean sands of time. You get your sands of time. Your sands of time merch, and tons of other merch over at shop.fightful.com. You can also find our magazine over at fightfulmag.com. A lot of great stuff in there, including an article about Brian Lee. And some of you might go, who the hell's Brian Lee? Fake Undertaker, Chains, primetime Brian Lee. Hasn't wrestled in years. Today was booked for an indie show. Out of, out of the blue, hasn't worked in years. Go check it out, fightfulmag.com. There's an article about CM Punk's return, John Cena's return. Uh, bidding adieu to the Thunderdome. There's so much good stuff. A look at Fire Pro Wrestling. Check out FightfulMag.com and Chop.Fightful.com because uh, all of our shirts, any of our shirts that you see out there, we have available in like over a dozen colors Including as well. Including that's metal in your lungs, which that's I true. saw a commercial for today here yeah. in New York. I don't know if you also got it, but I was very excited. I know of at least one WWE wrestler that bought that shirt, by the way. 
which I found very funny because, like, where are they going to wear it? Them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nerd Guru says, with sands of time next month, I guess the women don't get an October pay-per-view. F that noise, man. I mean, all due respect, they weren't getting one anyway. That's just That just wasn't going to happen. That They're not going to do Evolution uh, anytime soon. <sighs> well, the good news is Zelina got a win. It had been over one year since her last win, September 21st, 2020. However... As El Ray Velez points out, he doesn't like that Liv got uh, a loss right before she had a match at the pay-per-view. And again, I saw a tweet and somebody said, oh no, this is good. I really hate Carmella now. And I was like, this is what did it for you? This is what got heat on Carmella for you? I think there's better ways to get heat on someone than bad booking. And Carmella, God bless her, not my favorite in the ring. She can go all right but when she's out there laying on the commentary table that's a good way to get heat uh her whole character not really caring about wins and losses and being hot makes that even more stupid because that's not even like the end goal right she's just trying to the the victory for her is not about wins and losses as much as it is about emotionally manipulating and destroying her opponent so the fact that live lost here makes even less sense um, I, so, I realize yeah. this this can't be everybody, but you know what match I'm really stoked for? What I'm stoked for Hammerstone against Jacob Fatu. Oh my gosh! Finally, I'm, yes. And I'm so excited for it because they are two champions that have done nothing but win. And then I will get to watch these two winners face each other, and I'm gonna find out which one of them is better that night. Yeah, and- WWE. They, they book baby faces so bad. Nobody wants to cheer for somebody stupid. Nobody wants to cheer for somebody that's a loser. Nobody wants to do that. WWE has fallen into this thing where they were like, oh, well, Becky got cheered. Yeah, the crowd revolted because of how bad you booked her. Daniel Bryan, same way. Yeah. They forced him into a WrestleMania main event. It's Sam Punk, promo because of that. Like, yes. It's, uh, they're so bad at booking baby faces. And the other thing is like, in a vacuum, maybe I don't hate that as much, but because this happens all the time, it's the worst. Like, I feel like something like that can happen on occasion, and it should be a surprise. It's a surprise yeah. when it happens in AW. It was a surprise when it happened on NXT 1.0. Uh, and, and it meant something. It meant, oh, crap, my opponent's really strong headed into this thing. Uh, and neither of them have a title. So this is the only thing that we have to work with. And it sucks. <laughs> yep. But I guess I should just be glad there was a women's match on SmackDown anymore. Well, we, we got Nikki versus Natalia and Nikki won. And I'm like, why, why are we? Okay. I'm sure they got to get a rematch somehow. If they add Natalia and Tamina to this match. So, so this match was fine. Nikki's good. Natalia's good. It was, it was short, but it was fine. And it got another women's match on the show. But I was really happy that they didn't forget that Shotzi and Tegan existed because they came out afterwards and confronted Rhea and and Nikki Ash, Nikki A-S-H. And that's a match I want to see. But then I see the way that they're shooting Tamina and Natalia in the background, and I'm like, oh, no. One of these teams is going to lose to them. one Or one of these teams is going to – they're going to have their momentum halted 
and we're not going to see winners face each other. We're going to see somebody who just lost and is upset and, oh, they lost, but can they pull it off in this next match? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yep. We, and we got Cole out there saying, as Samoan Joseph says, was so disgusted by Cole saying Shotzi and Knox believe they're owed a title shot. Yes! Because they know beat why? the champions three times in a row. <laughs> Do you know why they feel that way? Because uh, they win all the time against champions. Uh, please leave a thumbs up on this video, guys. I'd greatly appreciate it. This was fine. Sure. I hope they add this match straight up to the pay-per-view. Give me this cold and I'll be happy. But I unfortunately know how this is going to go. Yeah. If they give it to us cold, we're getting it four more times because they yeah. book shit in reverse. It's Such terrible. A shame. It's, it just takes the fun out of it, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> because it's predictable and it makes no sense. You've said at length, predictable, that's good, is fine. Unpredictable, that's, eh, is at least surprising. You can't take one of those two things away or it sucks. And you have control over both of those things. Makes no sense. Yeah. So we got this match that was like, okay, sure, fine. The the lives Lena matches wasn't good. The camera was on Carmella the whole time. They they gotta do better. They gotta do better. Uh, I mean, I'm glad they're getting they're putting women on a lot of segments. Like we're talking like three segments on this show. Um, but the content needs to be better. Oh, four segments on this show. Because let me talk about one of my favorite things on SmackDown, one of my favorite things in pro wrestling, and it's Naomi and Sonya Deville. Naomi has never been that long-winded promo type of performer. Uh, I mean, promos had, had never really been her strong suit before, but this is this feels so easy. And I mean, obviously, Sonya Deville is not the in-real-life catalyst for her being thrown by the wayside and forgotten. Sure. But WWE is. So I feel like this is coming from a place of reality. And Naomi comes out, gets a good reaction. And Sonya doesn't want her out there talking that shit. And Naomi's like, I don't care. I want to fight you. Give me my match with you. And the whole crowd was invested. This was so good. It felt so real. This is... This is probably my favorite thing on SmackDown, and that even includes the really good Roman Brock stuff right now. This is not like you don't need seven, eight minutes. They get this done in three, four minutes every single time, and I leave wanting to see it more. Sonya saying, I am no longer an in-ring competitor. I am your boss and an official, and Naomi goes, not a good one. And I was like, <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait when this happens. I'm going to be so excited. Uh, please heat praise on this so I don't have to frog splash you. I am not a hotel accessory, so you don't have to frog splash me. Also, I very much like this. I Good. think I the only thing that I would change about this is I don't know if Naomi needs the glow gimmick anymore. I think she might have outgrown. She might have outglowed it. I think... She's so much more because this is very much based in reality. That feels like a little bit too flashy for where she's at right now. So I would like to see them maybe pull back on that. I don't need the entrance every time when she's being so serious. That's nitpicking. 
I really love this. I the only thing I wish was that they set up a match at Extreme Rules from at, at this segment. I really wish yeah. in the go home they set up a match because I I really want to see it. So I want them to give that to me. And I think like Sonia's return in a in a cage or something like do something really cool with it and and set up the match. Don't put this on a pre-show and have it be set up outside of the show if that's where you're going or if this is going to happen down the line. Cool, but don't make me wait too much longer for it because now Naomi has come out there and said, I'm going to fight after you find me, after you did this to me. Like, let's now do the thing that this has been leading to. <laughs> uh, we've got Tony P said, did Sonya steal MJF's scarf and use it as a tie? Yeah, it was the Burberry <laughs> style tie. I really like that. This has been, this is just one of my favorite things. It is a program that does not require them to wrestle each other a bunch or anybody. They don't have to wrestle anybody because they're two interesting characters that I want to see fight. Uh, Ricardo this says Becky and Naomi need to evolve, in my opinion. I think Naomi is evolving in front of our eyes. I do agree with you. Uh, maybe switch something up through the glow thing, but also. Yeah, it's such a popular deal, so I get why it sticks around. Sure, and they might wait if this does head toward like a mm -hmm. bloodline thing. Maybe they wait for that, so she can just kind of shift into something that's already there. You don't even have to work that hard. This feels like Paul Heyman's involved, which is about the nicest thing I've said about SmackDown in eighteen months. I think like this whole angle feels like Paul Heyman's fingerprints are on it because of the detail and how real it is. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It, it, the beauty is it's brevity, but that also sucks. Cause that means the best thing on the show is like four minutes long. Yes. <laughs> I feel happy talk with happy Corbin. What's that? I'm so unsituated today. I'm sorry. I can tell. I'm very like uncomfortable. Jeez. Guys, get <laughs> your super chats, get your super chats in. We're heading down the home stretch. Please leave us a thumbs up. Um, Kate's going to end up, uh, Frog splashing her chair, apparently. I think that's the problem. I think now I'm all antsy because you were like, you know what I've done? And now I'm like, I feel like I should be doing a Swanson bomb somewhere. <laughs> well, we got Happy Corbin uh, with Happy Talk, and he interviews himself, which, yeah, whatever. He's so funny doing this stuff. I like it. It's harmless. It's the more entertaining thing. I mean, the, the, Kevin Owens... He comes out, of course, and it's like, okay, we've seen this already several times. Now, granted, one time he beat Baron Corbin. The other time it was a DQ. So they're building. They're doing what they can. It's not as motivating. It's not as motivated as I think it should be, but I don't hate it. They got Riddick Moss back, and he was uh, there were some people that were pretty high on him in WWE, which I'll, I'll have more on on Fightful Select in the coming days. But glad to see him back. Back glad glad he's healthy. He wrestled with a torn ACL for two months apparently, and uh, got that worked on. Riddick Moss is back. This is another team on SmackDown. They've got eight now. If you add Happy Corbin and Riddick Moss, Raw has nine. So tag teams are there. It's just they're all 50-50 dorks. How are you feeling about this? We got Nerd Guru saying Kevin Steen is all elite. Yeah. I, It's hard because I don't think Kevin Owens cares. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's hard for me not to care or for me to care when 
Kevin Owens always seems to care, and it seems like he's just over this angle. And I can't blame him. Like he wants he wants to fight. Yes. <laughs> I, this is this is the best work Corbin's doing, and it's getting wasted in this angle. I feel like I just am so ready for so many of these programs to move on, and this is one of them. Like it's not even that bad, but I'm just exhausted. And Riddick Moss being back is cool, I guess, but like. I don't know. How many times is he going to come out here in a fedora and irresponsibly spend his money? <laughs> and have Kevin Kevin Owens be uncomfortable with that for some reason. Like, Kevin Owens needs to draw just, like, an emotional boundary with that or something. Yes. Like, get out of there, dude. Who cares? Nerd Guru says, instead of Saudi, I wish we were heading towards at least one Edge and Beth versus Seth and Bethy, Becky mixed tag. One off pay per view match would be great. I would love that. They it doesn't seem like Seth and Becky want to work together like that anymore. But uh, Becky has said that she wants Beth out of retirement. And she's been trying to do it. I hope it happens. Also, I hope the Divas of Doom get a tag team title reign eventually as well. Like I, I want that. Rob says if it was an option, I would only want Twitter Reddit fans to be on the American Gladiators WWE show and only get to pick the contestants. I wrote an article for What Culture like seven years ago where I pitched a lot of things. And any time that I've done something like that, like a video or a podcast segment about WWE Network shows, I said WWE American Gladiators, WWE Pros versus Joes. I've wanted that so bad. Like, this is why you keep a Heath Slater under contract. So you can have him shooting tennis balls at people and yelling in his accent, Kate. This is this is why you do that. Here's the thing, though: the reboot cannot be an iota different from the original mm-hmm. with American Gladiators. All the costuming, the hamster wheel that goes over the pots of smoke—that that everything has to be identical. The graphics, I don't want modernized in the slightest. No. Yeah, they all have to have the same names. But yeah, I- I'm with you. Do it. Have him play slam ball. Have him do that most extreme elimination challenge. Do all that stuff. You know, like gladiators did. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Roman takes on Montez Ford. This uh, was a rare miss, I think, for Roman Reigns. A rare miss for Montez Ford. And at this point, it's just like, it was circumstances beyond their control. It really was like there was a handspring spot that Roman had to kind of look at him and be like, Oh man. But about the table breaking the table, Kate, the table. Oh, I felt so bad, but Montez is such a pro. He recovered so well. Yeah, he did. And so did the commentary team. Montez tries to launch himself off the table, but it just collapses underneath him. And Pat McAfee's so good. He's so good. He jumps so up. Good. He goes, whoa. And Fox instinctively blanked out what he said. But Montez just looks at it. He's like, huh? And Pat goes, it was probably my fat ass dancing on top of it, which would have been great if it broke then. Uh, uh, the this, oh, it was so sad. And and again, the, the backflip spot, like they had to cut away from that. Good thing they have WWE Productions, but oh this this just didn't hit for me it didn't work for me unfortunately and i hate that because i love both of these guys yeah so much this is just a weird chemistry thing i think which is weird because like a 
two people that are great at their style colliding is usually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. It's my like my favorite thing in wrestling, but this yet didn't work. I'm sure when you have a weird spot like the table doing what it did and that handspring spot, even if you recover well, it's got to be weird to get like your momentum back after stuff like that. I loved after that table spot, the look on Montez Ford's face was priceless where he just kind of was like, what is this place? And then he uh, jumped off the steel steps and, and landed a completely different spot. So kudos to him for that. But this show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, this just didn't didn't do it for me and didn't feel like a main event closing out the show, unfortunately. I did like that Montez Ford and his promo going into this said, yeah, I faced the Usos like a thousand times. So I was like, yes. thank you. <laughs> he called it out like, I already beat him twice or whatever. Um, I, I've appreciated that. That's happened a couple of times on WWE programming in the past two weeks where they've called out the fact that uh, and Finn did it too. Of, of beating people and losing to people like you should. So yeah. I appreciate that as promo, but for some reason, this just didn't click in at any point. I kept waiting for it too. You were like, here's where it's going to get good. And it just didn't really hit its stride. We finally saw Paul Heyman with a bit of, bit of control over Roman on uh, at the conclusion of this. He said, this isn't enough for Montez Ford. And I like it because he's not just helping out Roman now he's helping out the Usos like they've got this match against him on Sunday so he's like okay big dog do do the damage for your cousins they've done a lot for you help them out and I like that that's like a little subtle thing um earlier in the night we had seen uh Paul Heyman you know 
back on his shit about Brock Lesnar, what he knew, what he didn't know. I, I love all that. I'm loving all the Paul Heyman interactions there and trying to find out what's going to happen. Uh, they, he, Adam Pierce and Sonny Deville would not tell him where he was being drafted to, where Lesnar would be drafted to. By the way, that's next week. So uh, that, that should be fun. But we finally see a bit of a control here. But then the, the demon comes out and tries to make the save and gets attacked a little bit. But then he ends up doing a Topic on Giro that was really bad looking for Roman. Oh, my God. And I don't know if it was on where Roman was or where where Finn was. But Dosa BJ says, uh, Finn's flip gave me horrible flashbacks to draws. It wasn't that bad, but caught him high. Um, cracked Reigns' head, and then if you go back and watch when he stepped over Rome, Roman's face, he kicked him in the face yeah. as he stood up. It was really nasty looking. I'm a little nervous. Ugh. I hope he's not concussed before Sunday. Like That yeah. ran through my head immediately. Yeah, that spot did not look good. To your point about earlier in the night, too, I love that Roman basically was like, bring me Montez Ford. <laughs> and then... Paul Heyman was talking and he was like, okay, go away now. Go make the match. I love that this happened too, because Roman should feel confident in facing Montez Ford. Montez Ford, a great future name. Roman Reigns, baddest son of a bitch in the world. Period. And to me, that was like, I don't don't care about this Brock Lesnar stuff. Go do your job. Like Like to me... Roman Reigns is untouchable, so he doesn't really care about Brock Lesnar all that much in the story. And Paul Heyman's just like, well, let me explain. And he's like, go make your match. I'm over it. Like, go get me Montez. So and, I, I really liked that storytelling. And again, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville should know what their main event is going to be when the show starts. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that they're like, Roman? Okay, well, whatever was the main event ain't the main event anymore. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, a part of, part of this Fox... Uh, article I'm doing, man, they they do like them some Roman Reigns, and I didn't put that explicitly in in the the article. They love them some Roman Reigns. They're very happy with that. They very, they very much like that he defends the title on their show uh, because that's a big fight type of thing. Ian says Roman having very few, if any, non-title matches during his reign has made his work this week so exciting. I love this look for Tez. I do too. I like that he's in a main event against Roman Reigns. Him losing to Roman Reigns ain't gonna hurt him at all. But no, we had not a, not a bit. And Sean Taylor says a so so SmackDown, but glad they had four women's segments. Me too. Me too, buddy. I hope um, they become better segments, with the exception of the one. Yes, the quantity right. of uh, women's segments blows AEW out of the water. Completely blows AEW out of the water, but. Well, that's our show. It's been a long week, Kate. It doesn't end for for me. I've got the the UFC, the Fightful uh, Fight Night Watch Along tomorrow night uh, that I believe I'll be jumping on, but we'll be right here. Make sure you guys check it out. Sunday, Extreme Rules Post Show with Denise. Kate, what do you have going on? Oh my gosh. Well, I think I'm going to be on the Fightful Gaming Watch Along on Sunday for Extreme Rules. So tune into that. Tuesdays. I'm back being sour at Sour Graps with Alex Pulowski. 
I'm sure the draft is going to bring up some interesting developments on NXT 2.0. So feel free to tune in for that. I'm sure I'll be wearing something ridiculous as always. Wednesdays with the Mark Order Pod immediately following AW Dynamite. And Fridays right back here with you. Hot dog. (laughs) I'm, I'm actually not traveling for a little while. It looks like maybe full gear i don't know if i'm going to full gear i don't know if i'm going to survivor series i know what i am in for i'm in for wrestlecade guys so i want to encourage you guys to go there uh as far as i know fightful will have a booth there where we're going to be doing interviews with talent on the scene uh, they were i love working with those guys at wrestlecade i was there and i got interviews that i put in the can for like five months like i talked to like 10 15 different people so we're going to run that back again. I've got a whole lot of people that I'm going to be talking to there. And I hope that I see you guys there again. Don't know about full gear or survivor series yet, but I will be at WrestleCade in November, Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WrestleCade.com. Go check them out. I am so very happy to be working with them. And they got a stacked lineup there. Sting, Kurt Angle, uh, Braun Strowman, who I'll have some news on this weekend on Fightful Select. Tons of legends from the past, tons of current stars. So make sure you guys check that out. Kate, I feel like I've spent all day with you. I know. We've talked about wrestling a lot today, you and I. We've done three shows, technically. We technically did three shows. Plus, we were actually at Arthur We were there. We were there. there. And you know where else I was, guys? FightfulSelect.com. Figure Hall today. The list and not your boy goes on today. Q&A show today. Drop news about uh, full gear tickets today. Did that big Fox story today. And I got more news coming tomorrow. I appreciate you guys. I will never lose sight of how cool this job is. Thank you for, to so many of you who came up and said hi to me. Who uh, it, it was? It's just awesome. I love it. I love seeing you guys. But I'm also going to love saying goodbye to you guys because I'm going to sleep. Yay! We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.